If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What's up? It's the kid, Big Ball CEO, man. I just jumped out the putt with Dirty Glove Bastard. Slap. Flip on, I told him, yeah, yeah, stay dangerous, yeah. I don't know who you came with, yeah, rolled up, up and flamed it. All right, so we got CEO Trail off the porch with Duh. us today. What's the word? Long time coming, Long time coming. Yeah, man. How you feeling today, bro? Shit, like gold, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> I have been, hey, look, it's been so many times I was gonna get me an interview, like, I'm finna do a dirty glove, I'm finna do a dirty glove. I done called Prez, like, set me up a dirty glove. I done called Dunley, like, set me up a dirty glove. <laughs> Every time they call me back, they like, shit, they ready to do it this day. I'm like, man, I got to go out of town. <laughs> Dunley like, man, come on, bro. You going to make me call my folks, man. Set it up, man. They, yep. they waiting on you, bro. But. They been asking for it, too, in the comments, right. too, man. So perfect timing, bro. Perfect, perfect timing, time. Perfect. Man. All right, so let's take it back, man. You from the Bronx originally? Yeah, I was born in New York. Okay. Did yeah. you grow up there? Or yeah, I stayed, I stayed there for like, uh, till I was like 13, probably like the sixth grade or something like that. Okay. Then after sixth grade, I had moved to Alabama, Birmingham, Alabama, seventh grade to 10th, 11th. And then I was like 16, 17 when I moved to Atlanta, okay. Washington Road. There it is, man. So, all right, well, let's talk about the Bronx. Growing up in the Bronx, man, what was that like? That shit was like, only way I can remember growing up in New York is like being free as hell, just, you know, doing whatever you want. Cause kids like, it's like, it's like New York's so busy. It's like the kids, like, you don't take your kids to school in New York. Like they you take them to the bus. Yeah. You take them to the first bus. And then they get on the second bus, and then they ride the train, do all that on their own. Then when they get out of school, they do the same thing, and they meet you back at the first bus. So it's like, we, we, I went with my mom for a long time because she was working. I used to be like, New York, just a free place, like, especially for the kids. You got to watch them kids doing up there because you can do whatever you want to do. Like, yeah. go anywhere, go all over. Out in, in Atlanta or, or in Birmingham, it's like, if you want to go somewhere, hour away you're damn have to ask somebody to take you Absolutely, but in yeah. new york you get on the train bus train you walk a little bit you're there yeah and everybody gonna walk with you and go with you so it's like you know it's just more free but that's it it's just a little bit freer so you know 13's a tough age to move man and when you move from to the bronx into alabama birmingham that's a hell of a difference what they used to make fun of me because I talk different. They oh, say, I'm sure. They used to be saying crazy like, you from Africa? I used to be like, come on, bro, Africa? Africa, bro? <laughs> Africa, bro? I'm from New York City, bro. 
They, but hey, yeah, they used to, it was it was a totally different thing. Cause when I moved to when I moved to Birmingham, I never wore uniforms or no shit like that. So I had to walk into school. I walked in regular clothes. They was making fun of me because I was in regular clothes. Cause like, you wasn't having a uniform, uniform on. What the fuck is wrong with these niggas? These niggas tripping. <laughs> I got on regular, I'm fresh as hell. I got on uniform. You niggas to my man, you ain't like us. Oh, uniform? Okay. When it got me some uniform then. Did it take you long to adjust to living in Alabama? Did you ever get comfortable living in Alabama? Because like you said, you kind of, I think you moved away when you were 16. I mean, it always, that always been a, a good thing about me that I like, everybody that I be around, they call me a chameleon because like anywhere I go, I can just blend in, adapt, whatever. Yeah. Like you can take me anywhere. By the time I leave, they gonna fuck with me or not. Like, and I'm gonna be myself in every room. I might walk in. Gun, everything like, but I ain't no bully. Like, you know, I just, I be, I gotta stay protected, gang. That's why, that's why folks don't be behind me like that, cause yeah. they know what I be, they know what I went through, and they like, they trying to, they doing the best they can to make sure I don't go through that shit again, you know. So I feel that. That's why we, you know, but it's cool though. So what part of Atlanta did you move to when you came out here? When I first moved to Atlanta. The first place we ever set foot in was Riverdale. Okay. I lived in Riverdale for about a year. Uh, after I, after I left Riverdale, that was just us getting, I guess, us getting comfortable or whatever, like just just moving down here. And then once like I started getting some money on my own, we moved to Washington Road. I moved I moved to Washington Road. So, yeah, yeah. So what'd you think of Atlanta when you first got here? Uh. <laughs> When I first got to Atlanta, it was the uh, rich kids' way. Okay. So everybody was the Mohawks and everybody was running around singing and shit, you know. So it was that like, was probably different than it Alabama. Was different for, it was different. For, it was totally different because everybody in Alabama, you know, everybody in Alabama rap one way too. So it's like, you know, everybody rap with the deep voice and um, Minnie's bitch swinging like on some Texas shit. That's how everybody in Alabama rap. So when I came here, everybody was just. Singing and shit is just, it caught me off guard, like, okay. But that shit helped me a lot because it taught me how to incorporate what Atlanta like into my music. So now I just got to the point where I could just do, if the rich kids came in here and tried to do a song with me, I'm gonna snap on that motherfucker because I'm, yeah. and I'm gonna do it my own way, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, it just, it just taught me how like, like coming from New York and just only listening to shit like 50 Cent and Dipset and shit like that, then going to Alabama and then it's like, you got your older cousins in Alabama, so they they the ones putting you onto the Project Pats and the okay. 8 Ball and MJGs and shit, shit like that. And then when you come to Atlanta, it's like sing song music, but that's not saying that like that's what all, everybody was doing, but that's like, the broad music, what everybody was to, especially as a as a kid in Atlanta, like every of you, you wasn't in, you wasn't no, you didn't have a childhood out here if you didn't like sing rich kids and go to the parties and put a mohawk in your head and dye your hair blonde, like you didn't have no childhood out here if you didn't do that. So it's like it showed me like you could make all like you could just really just experiment because that's what I really felt like they was doing. I felt like they were just experiment trying to find their voice. Yeah, and then people ended up liking it. So. Just show me that shit. You can just really, you can really do anything you want to do. Like, that's it. So, did you have a mohawk? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no, man. 
I couldn't even imagine myself in no motherfucker. Like, I ain't gonna lie. That was the main thing that really had me tripping. Like, bro, every, like, really, like, hey, look, my brother a real gangster. Like, my brother walking this bitch right now, he had done that scared somebody, but he had a mohawk. Like, so it's like, I couldn't put it past nobody because I'm knowing, I'm like, all right, he got a mohawk, but he still might get down, you know? Like, yeah. that's just how my brother was because he damn sure had him a mohawk. I feel that, man. So when would you say you jumped off the porch, man? Did you jump off the porch in, in the Bronx? Hey, yeah. I had to, though, because it's like, like I said, like, New York free. So it's like, when your mama had work, what you going to send the house? Like, then we was broke, like, not broke. Like, sometimes you get home and ain't no food in us or shit. You got to go outside and find you something. Like, you got to go outside and find something. Go still out the stove, something. You got to go do something. Yeah. You hungry, you got, like, because you're, well, your mama gonna make sure she cook every night, but that's every night. You get out of school at three o'clock, she don't get out of work till nine, ten. So, nigga, for them six, seven hours, you're gonna have to find you something to do or find you something to eat. So, that's what, that's, that's mostly what I was on. Like, I was really, I, I was off the porch early because I really didn't have a choice to. Like, it was like, you know, like, I was always the man in my house, so I always took my trash out. So, I'm, I'm, I, 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 I didn't have the, the Defend baby sis, like, defend big sis, like, even when this niggas, like, older than me shit, niggas be trying to talk to him, I'm still on bullshit, so it's like, I, I done been out the porch just, just cause I done always been a protector for my whole family. Yeah. They ain't number female, so, I'm the protector, so I, I done been out the porch cause, man, you know, it's been niggas out here, it's niggas out here that's bigger than me and everything, but I had to show them, like, I don't get no fuck, you ain't fucking my sister, bro. I don't know what you got going on. <laughs> so, but niggas used to respect that though. Like, yeah. man, that little ass nigga, man, what the fuck? Like, man, cause I'm like 6'3 now, but when I was growing up, I used to be like, probably like 5'4. I was short as hell. I ain't grow till I hit like, I ain't grow till I turned like 17, 18. So, all them youngie, youngie years, I was. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's. Short as hell, running around this bitch, little as hell, just bad as a motherfucker. What would you say has been one of the biggest life lessons you learned in your life so far? Uh, I ain't gonna lie. When I got shot, I had to breathe real slow. Like, when I got shot, the first thing popped in my head was like, just, just remain calm, you know? And I feel like that's what kept me alive because I could have panicked, could have made the shit rush through me, but I stayed calm. So after, I, after that little situation, I got shot. I, I had to stay calm th during that whole shit. I'm just sitting on the floor bleeding, but I got to stay calm, you know? So it's like, throughout life, it just taught me like, just just breathe through that shit, like, just breathe day by day, like, if you working on something every day, just take a breath, don't quit on that shit, just t take a breath, you gotta go in the closet and breathe or something, like, I'm overwhelmed, bro, like, I, can't, I don't think I keep going with this shit, like, but you, you gotta keep going with that shit, you just keep breathing and just Stand, just stay calm, really. Just, just stay calm. You consistent. You gonna, you know, you gonna. It's gonna. Some, some gonna happen regardless. And if it don't happen, like, if it don't happen how you think it's supposed to happen, then that nine times out of ten, that means that whatever you're doing, it ain't for you. You know, like, mm -hmm. 
like rapping. I'm 27 years old. I've been rapping and recording myself since I was 13. So you got to know, like, I done seen niggas younger than me. I done seen niggas older than me. I done seen niggas same age as me pop, go crazy, like. And it's like, I've been a set around these niggas or something, and right before they pop, then they end up popping, you know, like. I, I knew Metro Boomin them for a long time, Sunny Digital. Like, I've been on them 10 plus years, but it's just like, they big. But I don't feel the need to like use them for what they got. I'd rather just do it on my own, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause I've been rapping too for as long as they've been making beats. So it wouldn't make me feel good to just know that they doing their thing and me just, oh yeah, Metro, sign me to Boominati real fast. And Sunny, let me, let me get some free beats or let me get on your project that you finna release or, you know, shit that dirt. So I always want to do shit by myself, so. That's 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 what it taught me. Just breathe through this shit. Did you, you got ever, it? Did you ever feel like giving up? Hey, yeah, man. What kept you going? Uh, fat boy behind me. Fat boy behind me, cause it's like, like, you know, like your homies, they gonna believe in you regardless, you know. But it's like, you got certain homies that's like. They don't, they don't care what you're doing, like, like, the life we was living before I really took rapping serious was dangerous. And my brother really stopped coming to get me for like two months, two and a half months, cause, just cause I wanted to come outside every day. He like, man, hell nah, you need to go to the studio. Like, nobody was coming to get me, bro. Like, nobody was picking me up. And I'm pissed off, like, bro, what the fuck y'all think they coming to get me, bro? Like, fuck them, I ain't gang, what's up? Like, what's up? But he really just had to tell me, like, Bro, like, it'd be too much shit going on. So I don't even, I wouldn't even want you to put you in those. I know you live that life and all that, but you got to take care of all us. Like, you the breadwinner out of all us, so we can't put you in those. If somebody saying something to you, we gonna handle that. If, if it's a fight, you ain't fighting. If it's this, you ain't doing it. We gonna get you up out of there, then we gonna handle it. Because we go to jail, we know you gonna take care of us. Like, you feel me? Like, if you go to jail, we ain't, you know, it ain't no any possibility that we gonna get the money how, as fast as you getting or as fast as it's coming in or we ain't taking care of the family as much as we as much as you can. So it's like it was, it was them, him and the rest of the gang, for real. Cause at first I wasn't even at first I wasn't even dropping music for like the world to hear. Like, you know, I was just dropping music because I knew who was listening to my shit every day, like put my shit on SoundCloud, the gang would call me like, Hey boy, you just made that in the room right there. That's crazy. That's hard. So I was really making music for them to just go on SoundCloud and just listen to type shit. But then, like, they really just got to me like, hey, bro, you need to start dropping that shit. Like, you just, you just really just rapping now. Like, you going crazy. Like, we not the only people that want to hear this shit. Like, yeah. I play this shit for other people. They be asking me like, damn, what's up? Damn, play, send me this, da, da, da. And you don't want me to send nobody no songs, bro. So you gonna have to drop these bitches yourself. Like, that type shit. So hell yeah, the gang really, they really kept me, kept me grounded and, 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 and them days when I always felt like I wanted to quit, it's like, I never went around them saying I wanted to quit because every time I go around them, they'll be playing a song that I hate, but they love really? it so much. <laughs> so it's like, why the fuck is I'm finna come in there and tell them I'm quitting and they looking at me like, you gotta keep going. Like, the songs that I hate, the, they, the, the songs that I really hate, they love. Like, they love and they listen to them faithfully every day. They know the lyrics, they everything, like, you know? So it's just like, it feel good, cause you could be around a, a lot of niggas and, and shoot a video and a lot of niggas won't know your lyrics. Yeah. A lot of niggas would just be around dancing, 
all that clown shit, but look at any of my videos and any of the words and you see his mouth moving, he know exactly what he's saying. You see his mouth moving, he know what he's saying. He, he make my beats. It's Don Lee, he make my beats. So it's like, if, if, if the producers and shit, like, producers back in the days, you got to lock in with the producers. But now it's like, producers just, they be so worried about going up. They'll see a nigga like me that is just up and coming. They'll come drop beats off and pull off. If somebody that they work with longer or somebody bigger than me used the beat, they'll damn near call me and tell me, ACFO, you can't use that beat, man. My buddy over here, he just got that beat. He gonna drop it on his album this week. You know, like that type mm -hmm. shit, but it's like, producers come in the studio, they come in there, they make beats from scratch, they sit in there with you while you motherfucking record it, and they like the songs and they tell you like, man, make sure I'm there for video, man. I wanna do this in third life. Man, man, you can ask this man, ever since I've been rapping on his beats, we done been going in the system 50-50. Like, he'll call me, he'll call me when the checks come out, like, hey, bro, I know you put my name on that shit, but these checks getting bigger, oh God, <laughs> these checks is getting bigger, like, straight up. So it's just like, I pride myself on taking care of the niggas that's around me. So it's like, they see I take care of them, they take care of me. Yeah. They ain't gonna let me quit like that. I feel that, man. All right, so, okay, cool, man. Talk about the creation of this song, and did you expect this? To be the one. Hated to jumpstart everything for you. Hated it. You hated it. Hated it. Hated it. Hey, man, it's like this. Okay, Cool is a cool song, right? Same, I made the same way I made my other songs. Situation happened. I just started rapping about the situation. It's funny. I keep going. If it's, if it's raw, I keep going. If I see reactions, I keep going. But when I get done with the song, it's like, it's up to me if I want to treat that song as if I want to put it out. I never treated that song like that. Like, I think he was on live when I was recording it and I played it out loud. Somebody asked him for it. He sent it to him. Next thing I know, everybody got it. Like, <laughs> so I'm in my mind like, it's niggas in Chicago calling me like, hey man, send me that song. I just heard folks in the rhyme too. Da -da -da. Send me some song, what song? Hey, man, he be like, you ain't better than no perk, bitch. So I'm looking like, I gotta drop this shit. I ain't getting paid for this shit. Y'all listening to this shit? Oh, I gotta put this on Apple Music right now. Like, that's how I'm thinking. Like, damn, everybody asking for this song, I'm gonna put this shit on Apple Music, like, right now. Like, they asked for this song more than they asked for any other song ever in life. All right, drop that shit. Drop that shit on Apple Music, uploaded it. And it was over with from now, like. Did it take off right away? It took off right away, like. And it's not even that it took off right away, like it took off right away, but it didn't, like. I uploaded the, the, the audio, the audio hit a million in a couple months. Then, then once the audio hit a million, I had went on here and shot the video. The video hit like, the video at like 1.7 now. I shot 1. the video 8. like, Don't yeah, like 1.8, yeah. <laughs> like 1.8 for sure. But um, yeah, I shot the video and then it was like, um, I ain't never really liked the video because I always felt like the video should have been on some, like, the okay, the okay cool video is too movie-like, you know? Like, I would have preferred me to have some hoes and uh, shaking ass and I'm mushing their ass, bitch, shit like that. <laughs> like, you know, like, on that type of time, but it's all good, though. But yeah, like, that's how that shit happened. I really didn't even... Man, I wasn't thinking about that fucking song, man, I swear. And, and 
is I can merch it. When I dropped it, I was never thinking it was gonna be on some shit like, okay, this your single right here. Like I wasn't even thinking that. I'm thinking like shit. Everybody listen to it. Yeah. I need to get paid at the end of the month when they, you know, I don't For need sure. y'all listening to this on y'all phone. I need that. I need to get paid at the end of the month when the royalties is coming. I'm trying to get paid. So, shit. Yeah, I dropped that shit and then shit, shit just started going crazy. Like every day, shit just started going crazy and crazy. Every day, it's a new person, a bigger person, a bigger face, a bigger name. Like yeah. every day, just every single day. Like any plans yeah. to do a remix? Hell yeah. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Plans, the remix already in the bag, like. Come on. Remix big. On, give us a hint. <laughs> give, come on. The remix big. I, I, I <laughs> give y'all a hint. One of them saying, one of them slither. No, one of them saying, two on slither. <laughs> so. Is it going to be on a new project or when's nope. the remix coming out? Okay. It ain't even going to be on a new project, like. I don't know. I ain't gonna lie. It might be, but it's just like <laughs> I feel like everybody be so hooked on "Okay, Cool" when they hear it. It's like they expect me to get on their song and just bitch, bitch, <laughs> bitch. Like that's all they want. So it's like, yeah, that's me. But it's like I ain't really expect "Okay, Cool" to like. I got hella songs, gang. Like mm-hmm. I got so many songs. So it's like. When I'm looking at okay cool and I'm like, okay, cool is the song. I just said bitch sixty-seven times, like, and this the song that's going crazy. <laughs> this is the one. I that said, they Yeah, bitch, you cool, but you ain't better than no perk bitch. And the bitches is going crazy. Like, I just said you ain't better than no perk and you love that. Okay, cool. <laughs> so it's like and then it's like the fact that I named the song Okay Cool is like Okay, cool, bitch. All right, whatever. So it's like, it just, it all like, it all just went together. So I feel like that's why. And then it's like, it's probably because that song's like the purest I ever been in the studio. Like, pure as hell. Just hell beat rapping. I'm talking about a situation. I start rapping about the situation. And everybody looking at me like, boy, he tweaking. Like, that shit just went crazy, man. I never, I never really, I never really thought, okay, cool, it's going to be the one. But, when everybody was talking about it, I just, shit, I just dropped that shit. Like, I gotta, like, not so much as I gotta, this is the hit, but I gotta get paid off this shit for oh, yeah. they lose, for they exactly. stop liking the song. Like, you know, I don't want them to play out the song in their files, and then when I drop it on that music, they like, oh man, this shit six months old, or man, that shit a year, he made this shit a year ago. So once everybody started getting it, and I seen everybody asking about it, and motherfuckers on Twitter, like, uh, uh, what's that song? Yeah, bitch, you cool. You mm, better than what he said. Da da da. Once I started seeing that shit on Twitter, like it was crazy. Like I just dropped that shit. And Chicago, like Chicago, really play a big part in that shit. Like Chicago play a gi- like Chicago play a gigantic part in me being on this porch right now. Like one of the biggest parts. Like this man right here. Like this nigga right here. Like ever since the first day we met. Like first day we met. We went to the studio, and ever since he seen me rap in the studio, he like, he told everybody he, run, he bumped into, like, whether it was the person on the street, regular person, or rather he ran into P or Rocco at the gas station or something, he'd tell him, like, hey, put my brother in your, in your, in your, in your CD player, in your, 
MP3 right now. Listen to it, like, yeah. listen to it. So, motherfucker, a lot of motherfuckers around the city it was already knowing who I am just because of the fact that him, he'd be outside 24-7. He always outside. You never know where you might see that fat ass nigga at. So, when you see him and you look like somebody that can do something in the music business, he down there gonna walk up on you like, hey, you never heard of CEO Trill? You never, da 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 like, he, he like, he on that type of time, so, yeah. you know. Yeah, my boy. <laughs> yeah, that 30 clip we just dropped. Jetty. Out now on World Don School. Lee, for sure. Don Lee, Jetty script, man, you know. The sticks that's being held up in the back, man, you know. I ain't gonna point, but you know, he ain't far. All right, so new project dropping next Saturday, man. What should we expect to hear on here, man? Expect to hear. You could definitely expect to hear me. And like, like, bro, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't even. In, I'm not even in my final form yet. I be tweaking, like, like. I know you, like, you be here, so it's like. Mm -hmm. Like, you got Don Lee, you got Presley, you got Matt, like, you got niggas that'll really tell you, like, hey, boy, that nigga get behind that microphone, he gonna get the tripping. If the beat hard, he, if he had to, like, don't let him be high here getting that bitch, get the spazzing, like. So it's like, expect me to, expect you to hear me, expect me to not go nowhere when you hear this shit on the 22nd. Stay dangerous, May 22nd, I ain't going nowhere. What are some of the producers you've been working with? My niggas. My same niggas I've been working with. Only only exception is a new a new a new producer I be working with. His name Nuri. He from he I met him down in Miami, but he be going crazy. He already platinum and everything. He damn near platinum, so he be going crazy. Yeah, he, he was already a fan of me. He first thing he said when I met him, he like, man, you know, you helped me get through a bad point in my life, man, a relationship. Like that's what OK Cool doing for motherfuckers. Like, I'm tripping by the bitch. Like, bitch, fuck you, hoe. Like, that's the premise of the song. Like, all right, bitch, fuck you. Like, I tried to show you how who I was before the money and shit came. You ain't want to figure it out. Fuck you. I'm rich now. Like, that's just how it is. Like, and he just walked up on me like, hey, man, I was going through a real dry, dry spell, man, when my, when my girl cheated on me and da da da. Like, that's what I tell him. Hey, man, I got you. Fuck these hoes. <laughs> First thing I said to him, we locked in from that point. Hey, hey, man, fuck these bitches, man. I got you. But that's what it's doing for motherfuckers. Like, it's hella motherfuckers that hit me up. Like, okay, cool. Help me stop, stop thinking about my ex. Like, you really just put in perspective how bad they was to me. Like, how I, how much I deserve better. Like, it's really people hit me up like that. Like, I'm really just a life coach or some shit, and I'm really saying bitch 65 times. Like, <laughs> saying bitch 65 times. They like I'm a life coach. I'm man. Come on, man. That ain't what that for. <laughs> that ain't what that's for, man. But shit, take it how you want. Like, that's why I just, I just learned how to start doing that shit, shit too. Just letting, letting the fans interpret it as they want to. But like, whatever my meaning is for it, I don't even tell them my meaning. I just let them do what they want to do with it. Cause it's like, it don't only, it don't only show how I feel. Like, it show how you feel. It show how you feel. You get mad at a bitch right now and put that song on. You be like, damn, that nigga spin like. Man, he right, fuck that bitch, man. Like, that's how you gonna be, and that's how the females be. A female hear that song, and they mad at a nigga, they, man, turn that up, man. Da-da-da, man, fuck that nigga, like. Right, like, so it's like, 
I'm on some whole motivational shit and not even not even on purpose. So if they can take that and take it as motivational, then they'll take the rest of my shit and just really get it, like, really feel good about it. So what was your reaction when you learned you're going to be at Rolling Loud and Lyrical? Hey, man. <laughs> my reaction when I found out I was going to be at Rolling Loud, bulletproof the trucks. <laughs> Tweaking. Bulletproof all the trucks, man. We bulletproofing the trucks with Rolling Loud and the Lyrical Lemonade Fest. But, now nah, it's crazy because the day before I found out I was on Rolling Loud, I was in L.A. with Gunner. And, and Cash XO, and Cash introduced me to Travis Scott, and he like, hey man, little bro walking, like that's how Cash looked Travis in the face, like he walking, like you gotta fuck with him, he walking, like Cash XO, bro, so it's already fucking my head up, like <laughs> the fuck, like Cash XO just introduced me to fucking Travis Scott, but Travis Scott is the headliner. Mm-hmm. So is it the same day as your? It's the same okay. day. So and Gunner the same day too. So I'm not knowing that it's like I already got my managers and shit like working on Rolling Loud and shit like that. But the shit that I'm doing is just get them more ammo to tell people like you know. And then with the lyrical lemonade shit, it's like cold. Like like I said, that's that's some Chicago based shit. Mm-hmm. Chicago really like my hometown, bro. Like. Ask anybody, they gonna ask anybody, they gonna where is CFO from? They gonna Chicago you're gonna get more Chicago comments than anything else. Only the motherfuckers that know gonna be like, man, y'all sound stupid. He from the Bronx. He from the Bronx. <laughs> but you're gonna get motherfuckers saying from everywhere. He gonna be I'm gonna be from all over the place. All right, Trail. So any last words, any shout outs here before we wrap it up today, bro? Shout out the gang, free the gang, we the gang, R.I.P. the gang, you know, follow soldiers. May 22nd, stay dangerous. Stay dangerous. So, shout out everybody that love me. I love you back. YCL, all the slats, snake pits. Yeah, you know, everybody who just been seeing this shit and knowing that it's a long time coming that I really deserve this shit. So, that's just really it. Like, everybody. Like, you'll see them. If you go to my Instagram, you see everybody. Like, they coming around like, okay, yeah, it's that time. So, shout out to everybody. on, I told him, yeah, yeah, stay dangerous. Yeah, I don't know who you came with. Yeah, rolled up, I've been flamed it on, and I'm dangerous. Fuck it all. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba.